Welcome to the Core Principles Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you'll enjoy this lively discussion of relevant topics, which we attempt to examine through the lens of unchanging objective truth. Here's the host of the Core Principles Podcast, Clay Howerton. Thank you, Suzanne. Today on Core Principles, I'm honored to welcome Judd Dunning. He is the author of 13 and a Half Reasons Not to Be a Liberal. He's a regular guest commentator on Newsmax. He's the host of Unapologetic with Judd Dunning on KABC Radio as well as YouTube. And he and Michael Loftus are curators of BulletPointNation.com. Judd Dunning is also a comedian. Uh, it's fair to call him then a true Renaissance man. Welcome to Core Principles, Judd. How are you doing? Uh, it's great to be with you. I, you know, I'm as great as I choose the American day, so I, I'm great. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Uh, actually hope to conclude our interview today talking about optimism, and it sounds like you're an inherently optimistic guy, so I'm, I'm glad for that. But there are several things I would like to talk with you about, Judd. Uh, let's start with your background so that I and our listeners can have a more context uh, when we get into some topics. You used to be a liberal, and now you write about how not to be a liberal. So when did you take the red pill, and what was that process like for you, particularly, I'd say, in terms of relationships with other people? Grew up Southern Christian, married a Jewish a woman who had Jewish children, got into Buddhism because I'm 25 years sober, but not because I, I'm still, I still remain a Christian, but I believe that, you know, Christ would have studied everything. Wisdom is all beautiful. It's all from the divine. So, you know, I acknowledge all that other wisdom. A Buddhist hawk, who a teacher, one of the top 25 teachers of the nation, pulled me aside in my backyard after 9-11. And he, he, he converted me. You know, he talked to me about the rational thought. And it was, it was the strangest thing. It's California bald-headed pacifist Buddhist happened to be a neocon a hawk and a moral absolutist as well as being you know, spiritually evolved. So, you know, we just kept sitting down and having conversation after conversation. And then from there I joined this, this, this group, this reading and writing group, where we just went deep into studying. It was a bunch of California liberals. I'm not originally from here. I've just been here for 25 years. And uh, we kept reading and reading, and, you know, and, and Jonah Goldberg's liberal fascism for me was a real awakening to see how, you know, eventually cultural and progressive progressives and cultural Marxists will slowly over time replace God with the state. You know, and I got it. And, I, and, and from there, as I kept digging and digging, I kept proving myself wrong and conservatism right through study, for, through resistance study. And then, you know, then been on that path for, you know, quite some, some years. Did it affect your relationships with your, your friends and associates? Yeah, and I write about that in the book. It was like a wave, a tidal wave of people pulled apart from me. You know, it's interesting because I come from Republican roots. Uh, we're direct descendants of Robert E. Lee, which is, you know, a dirty word unless you understand history properly and really how involved he was in the Reconstruction of the United States and how, you know, our cemetery was his the reparations that he made and the force that he had after the war, right? Um, and then we go way, we go way back on the other side. We fled Cuban uh, uh, oppression. Well, my, my family were developers in Cuba, and they left there. Uh, Batista was were friends, and they got chased out by Fidel Castro, who shot my mom's dog. And then my grandmother came to the United States through the pogroms from the from the Polish borders, Polish Ukrainian borders. And came here in, in 1906. So we actually we're, we're a real American family that came over to the 1700s. So we were small government people. But Judd went to Colorado State University 
And there wasn't a conservative discussion in that university at all. And this was 1984, right? This is 1989. That, that period is had the same exact woke conversation that people are saying today, you know, the, uh, with, with the climate, with racism, with, you know, being part of a globalist society, everything that they're using, diversity, equity, inclusion, it's the same playbook. It's been around since the 70s, and they're just repeating it and repeating it. There was that level. So then I came to Hollywood, and in Hollywood, it was just over. You know, uh, we were big-hearted liberals. Just in, in, in the, the, catch, the catch there is if you're a generalist, even if you know history, and you think that, you know, we have to love nature, we have to care for education, we have to have labor unions, all these things that are just, I believe in them because it's the caring position, deconstructs a lot of the rational reality of how life actually works, that utopianism that's so dangerous. So I was just brainwashed for a long time. My family, you know what, they love me. They're like, oh, it's part of being young. And, and the truth is, you know, my dad, when I was young, he always said two things. He's like, son, he's like, look, if government... Uh, if government's working, you shouldn't be hearing about it all the damn time. And I was like, man, that's, that's interesting. There's a narcissism when you expand government. Like, it should just be in the background letting us be Americans. And the other thing you'd say is like, son, government should just stay the hell out of my business. Let me do what I'm doing, you know. <laughs> so I, I, when I wrote my book, I literally, my dad died, and I went up to a uh, pre-Civil War cabin in North Carolina that we had. And I, I, took, I just took three weeks off with Eric, and we sat down there, and we just – took everything over our journey and we wrote, you know, 13 half reasons why not to be a liberal and how to enlighten others. And we did this ideological study. And once again, conservatism wins on, on paper with the facts of how it actually functions in the world. Yes. Reality is obdurate. Well, while you were up there at CSU, uh, at the same time, I was down the road from you at the Air Force Academy. So had a similar. Oh, right. Really? Uh, yeah. Went to school out there at the Air Force Academy, 84 to 88. Well, I've had other guests. (laughs) uh, I've had other guests, Judd, on this program who also used to be leftists, but now they love America and they defend liberty against the left. One of those is a brilliant young lady named Amala Epinobi. She works for Marissa Street over at PragerU. And another was an actual communist, David Horowitz, whom the leftists now fear because he knows their playbook. Uh, you spoke with David Horowitz on your radio show, Unapologetic, which, by the way, is the same name as Amala uses at PragerU. Uh, he told you. I was you, first. I, yes, you had I it first, first. I know. I but we love Amala. I'm telling you what. She's, but she's taken off with it. I should, I should sell her my website. But anyway, keep going. Yes, she, she is awesome. And uh, I think one of my most popular guests. Uh, I'm really cheering her on to success. Well, uh, David told you that the leftist cabal doesn't actually have to be organized in their plan to destroy America. He doesn't pull punches. You know, we love David, too. That makes defending America against the left particularly difficult, I think. But you wrote about a solution in a Newsmax article at the beginning of this year. Uh, It's part one of a series that we're going to explain to the audience momentarily. But you advised those of us who love America to live our greatest passionate, grateful lives while remaining vigilant in the realm of ideas. And that's really sage advice, Judd Dunning, but could you unpack that a little bit and elaborate on the practical ways we can do that? Absolutely. Our next book that we're working on is 13 Half Reasons to Love America and How to Stop the Angry Woke Left and Preserve the America We Love. But the book, and I've just submitted it over to Humanics, and they're very interested in our our follow-up books. We're going to go into the well there. We're about 70 pages into a 300-page book. 
And we live radically free in America. We work, we transact, we praise, we trash our government. We can practice whatever religion we want. We can shop, do basically whatever we want here. But we talk about loss of freedom because we're so ultimately sensitive to it. And we know that the truth of the Federal Registry, which is where laws exist that actually actually constrict the straitjacket of freedom, or what's in the state and federal registries. Under Trump, they went from 140,000 pages to 98,000 pages. Now with Biden, they're way back up again. So the laws in the backgrounds that are passing in bills that are now 47 and 80 pages average long, that used to be 18 pages long, have to be observed. We have to become vigilant Americans, and we have to be vigilant in the war of ideas, which is you know, the lies, the hypocrisies, and the betrayals, which we'll talk about later in the show, and how devious that web is, and that's what he was referring to. But at the same time, we're radically free. This is a great life. I and mean, we took a big hit. We were like you know, third or fourth in the world in global freedom. After what happened with our election process, what happened with Biden, what happened with COVID and all the draconian things that happened in America, we're 27th in the global scale of freedom. So we, you know, we have gone through some hits, but at the same time, fundamentally, we have a radically powerful life. No safety net, no ceiling. America rocks. And we don't need diversity, equity, and inclusion. We have a system where anybody can rise. So knowing that and knowing that fundamentally every day, I wake up stoked. You know, there may be tons of challenges. A conscious human being holds tragedy in one hand and joy in the other. And both of them, we march forward, you know, knowing that regardless of circumstance, situation, or condition, that we craft our reality. And that's Americanism. That is so awesome. I can tell already you're exactly my kind of guy, Judd Dunning. That's that's really great stuff. <laughs> and uh, we are going to get into this three-part series that you've written about lies, hypocrisies, and betrayals, uh, the loss of American trust. But teeing that up just a little bit more, I teased that first part of it that we just discussed uh, from a article you wrote in January on Newsmax. But because you're also a comedian and a commentator, I know that you're destined to get a lot of pushback from these same leftists who would prefer no one hears stuff they don't agree with. And David Horowitz told me on this program, Core Principles, that calling those kind of attacks on free speech cancel culture is really too mild and too kind because it's more insidious and dangerous. But uh, I wanted to ask you, Judd, how has that, which we call cancel culture, affected you? And how do those of us who love liberty counteract that? Absolutely. Um, I just, you just reminded me of a joke that was my, <laughs> the best, one of my favorite jokes my writer and I were working on. It was like, socialism is like a golf handicap. It only helps people who suck. <laughs> 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 and I love that concept because you can't de-risk America. Like the humor, I'm just, if I can deviate for one second, the humor is you want to poke those holes in the liberal thought balloon and bring it down. Those lofty false ideals. You want to bring them down, right? Um, and that's what the humor element is that you just brought up. Yeah, cancel culture is serious. So look, I'll tell you something. You know, I, I said at the beginning of the meeting that I, I, I have many years of sobriety, uh, and I give back because there's a crisis in America. I've been free of that for 30 years, but I, I, I show up in that world and I do service because this fentanyl crisis is killing Americans. There's like, uh, there's like 17 to 34 million Americans that are viscerally addicted to something. Like our economy, we are people of excess. And it's a very, very serious issue. So I had a bunch of people here over at our house, and we weren't masking during this pandemic. And people were walking by. I got three or four uh, permit violations called in on my house 
to the tune that I had to take $100,000 by money and restructure my whole property, right? <laughs> so mm -hmm. I've had physical damage. I've been audited three or four times back in the day when my wife was signing up for everything. She was a tea party kind of gal. We, you know, we got, we got uh, in the Obama years, we got targeted and audited like three or four times because we were members of every conservative organization. We've taken real hits. We've had friends go out to, to you know, we've, we've lost friends. We've lost business. I had somebody say, hey, we looked you up online. I own a real estate investment company and said, you know, we can't, we can't uh, work with you because your your politics. And I said, let me tell you something about America. I said, money is not <laughs> blue or red. It's green. And if you're ever, like, blocking your access to money because somebody is a Republican or Democrat, you're destroying your access to half of the money in the country. So, you know, real things happen to those of us that just are, ra are irrational. But I, I stand really clear, man. I'm an American everyman writer. I'm not David Horowitz. I'm not Dennis Frager. I'm not Jordan Peterson or Ben Shapiro, who joked about me having lower intelligence during an interview. It's sort of funny. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you're definitely not Mensa. But Ben Shapiro on the air said, you're definitely not Mensa, because I was joking about him being Mensa. But I, I feel like, you know, guys like us, I don't, you know, is when we're out there in the, in the lexicon and, and working on all the, the languaging that's happening out there, I'm, I am a rationalist, not a radical. And we, tr we all know what is true and good. You know, they can send up, you know, tons of obfuscations and everything, but we all know it's true and good. Helping your neighbor is true and good. Being faithful in your marriage, being, having integrity in your job, you know, putting focus and attention on your children with good American values of individualism and, and autonomy. So, you know, it is what it is, man. If, if hits keep coming, I'll take them because it's, it's worth it. Well, I'm cheering you on. That's really, that's really powerful stuff. You know, uh, we might mention something about censorship, uh, Charlie Kirk told me on this program, I had said to him that uh, only the government can truly censor. And he corrected me. He said, man, the government wishes that they could censor as hard as the leftist media cabal and their funders in the woke corporations, which includes the, the social media of giants now, too. And since AT&T DirecTV now canceled Newsmax and you're with Newsmax, I'm sure you have firsthand experience about that censorship. Well, you've just written this three-part series lies, hypocrisies, and betrayals, the loss of American trust. And if you'll indulge me, I want to paraphrase something that uh, was from the second of those three parts uh, about trust. And it's uh, something that was called, We the People Have a Contract with America. And you said, each of us has a sacred personal contract with America designed to protect our individual and personal freedoms via our Constitution and our Bill of Rights. Elites want to tear that up and say it's not absolute, but they're wrong. Our great documents were written as absolute contracts between ourselves, individually and collectively, and our federal government. Now, that's really powerful, Jed Dunning. I appreciate it, and it's so obviously true. Why do so many people reject that as the elites whom you mentioned? Well, and that's interesting because that leads us to my, my article. So I was sitting there in Canada over Christmas and quietly up there, a beautiful place called Tofino. I surf, you know, so I'm surfing up there. It's cold as can be, but I was having a great time. And uh, I was just thinking about the meta conversation. I'm saying, so if you're not watching the news a lot, what are the messages that you're getting? I think there's a subtlety in the language and messages that we're getting that continues to negate anything that is good or good and true. And really, if you look back, if there's, there's four ways that the first thing that they do to, 
to kind of tear you down, which is, is, is lose trust in yourself. And it's all based on bigotry. Trumpism, vaxism, racism, and climatism. Trumpism, vaxism, racism, and climatism. That's the playbook. And, as soon as you, and if somebody doesn't love nature, you're a bad person. If you're a racist, you're a bad person. If you like Trump, you're a bad person. If you don't vaccinate and protect yourself regardless of the risk, you're a bad person. So it create, first you have to create doubt. So that doubt is, is the issue. So when you doubt yourself, you doubt that, you know, you're doubting yourself. You're, we're, created in, we're created in divinity, like, you know, at, if you really understand the, the text, right? And the, the divine natural law, like we are the emanation of God. So we doubt ourselves. And there in turn, we doubt God. We doubt ourselves. We doubt God. We doubt the Constitution, which is based upon our autonomy and God. And that is what David Horowitz was talking about. Is like, look at the way that they're, they don't have to be organized in their languaging. Because the language itself is so corrosive, and I would say evil, because you're trying to move people away from their own autonomous agenda into an agenda that's not their own. So you're taking away from divine choice and, 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 you know, and love and self-care to what I want for you because I think it's better for you, which is elitism. And that's really the biggest thing I'd say over the last 20 years that's gotten really scary about uh, America is we've moved toward accepting levels of elitism on the left and on the right, and it's and you know the 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 Versailles in Washington D.C. is pretty big. There's a there's really a dangerous group of people to the left and the right. And that that's what was so beautiful about when Trump came in. I think Trump wasn't as clear as he thought at the beginning, but we watched him convert to become quite a conservative after he was working with Bannon. He was working with other people. We saw this conversion as he got into the truth, like I got into the truth of that Buddhist teacher years ago. So um, I think that's the devious level. And then from there. Once they get you doubting yourself with the concept of bigotry, or maybe I'm tuned out or I'm not caring, then they apply the lies, the hypocrisies, and the betrayals. And the lies are blatant distortions or gaslighting. The hypocrisies are doing one thing but doing but saying doing one thing but doing something else which makes you feel crazy. And the third thing are the betrayals. Well, how are they actually hurting us in the dust of that? And that is big plutocratic oligarch, technocratic globalist. Uh, corporatized progressive cultural Marxism. And it's, it's a media factory now. It's blasting us through social media. It's blasting us to the television. It's blasting us at the coffee shop, right? So we really have to, I think that's where we have to be vigilant, as we said at the beginning of this interview, uh, in the war of ideas. So that's why I wrote these three. I was like, if, if we could just take a moment and look at these three lists I made every day and go, I'm going to be aware when this is going on and make sure that I rebuke, as the Bible says, you know, I rebuke bad thoughts because I have a, I, I actually have an obligation to cast out what is, what is false. Well, I'm not sure, uh, Judd, whether you're Mensa, but you are wise. That's for certain. Uh, I really appreciate that about you. Uh, just listening to you explain some of these things in ways that I can pick up on and understand right away because the truth is shining through it. I really appreciate that a lot. And listeners, uh, these three uh, elements that he's talking about, the uh, lies, hypocrisies, and betrayals, he's written three essays or articles now so far. The uh, first one from January, second one I don't remember the date on. You can find these uh, at bulletpointnation.com or newsmax.com. Uh, and the third one about betrayals, the great American betrayals in 2023, is just going to be published today, uh, Thursday, the 2nd of March. So... Uh, we're right on time with that one. And they're going to be detailed further in this upcoming book that y'all need to buy and read and study. Well, 
I like this idea about our Constitution being this fixed contract, but it also does have built into it, Judd, the means to update it and change it as may be necessary. It's the amendment process. We can all observe, though, that leftists who are always about change, 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 even Barack Obama, who was saying, I want to fundamentally transform this nation, those leftists almost never propose to make their changes via the amendment process because they know they'll lose. Shouldn't we conservatives be pointing out regularly that if liberals want change, why don't they just go through the amendment process? <laughs> if it was only that easy, right? I mean, if it was only that easy. It's a winning lie. argument. It's lazy. It's a winning argument, and it's lazy. It's lazy, and it's manipulative, and it's dishonest, and it's smarmy to not go through the legislative process. But in this expansion of the executive branch, there's an argument there, too. The, the, the branch has been expanding for a very long time. And it needs to. That's why it's so important who we elect, not just somebody because we don't want somebody else, you know, which is kind of what happened in this last cycle for a lot of Americans. So uh, because of a lot of the media attacks, I think, really, on the person that was in office. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, that's the biggest thing. It's lazy. So when they're when they're pushing through these bills, they're cutting backroom deals, and they're making concessions rather than directly going down the fairway. They are violating. The, they are violating us. And yet the system's always been built that way. But, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, that's why I think, you know, it was, I thought it was really great. Uh, Kevin McCarthy came in and immediately attacked the IRS issue, right? I mean, at least that was a blatant reversal. My, I have lots of different opinions on Kevin McCarthy. But, but yeah, we need, we need, to, we need bold, pro-America, uh, you know, America first candidates. And I think that's the thing we can do is pay attention to people who will say just what you said. But can you educate um, most Americans uh, to that level of political awareness when they're out there trying to survive under this? And here's the real thing that is now burying America, if I may. Yes, sir. Is, uh, it's, it's the war on the middle class. I mean, Americans are going broke right now. And meanwhile, there's this gaslighting festival, which I wrote about my new article is, you know, Biden saying he had 517,000 jobs in January. Well, the truth is, is Bloomberg, left-wing Bloomberg, said too good to be true. 2.5 million were lost when seasonally adjusted. So a lot of people are going out of work. We've got simultaneously credit card debt is up 18, 19% at an average rate of 20%. And savings has now hit 3.3% uh, is the lowest since the Great Recession uh, and 80% lower than, than 2020. So Americans are being left at the are just genuinely being left at the altar, and we're being all of government sins, all the overspending, all the COVID mismanagement, all through interest rates, through a politicized Fed. We're burying our our country with a true inflation rate adjusted to the 80s to about 11 to 15 percent, and nobody is out there telling me like, hey, right now I'm making 20, 30 percent more. So it's a net zero calculation. Leftists don't care; they want us tired. They want us to comply. They want us to tune out and comply. And that's what I said. If I can just give you uh, one last line from my new article coming out here, if I can find this for you really quickly. Uh, okay. Can I read something? Yes, sir. All right. And listeners, this is called The Great American Betrayals in 2023. It'll be online today at Newsmax and at uh, Bullet Point Nation, right? Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah, and you can find it at uh, Newsmax, just Judd Dunning. Or I'm a Newsmax insider, just Newsmax, Judd Dunning, three Ds, two Ns. And uh, 
So I said there, it's all about trust. Gain trust is created by three occurrences. Genuine care, caring attention, uh, imbued with authentic love, true care, and directly supportive, ideally selfless acts, noble actions, all based in character and integrity. That's a trust relationship. Yes. Conversely, trust is lost with three quantifiable negative occurrences, lies, hypocrisy, and betrayals. Notice, and here's my point, all of these three vary vastly, very vastly from one another, yet savvy leftists prefer they are best taken together as a murky collective to best be accepted via resigned overwhelm and compliance to those not aligned with their agendas. And that is what this war on our economy is doing. We are, like, you You just brought up a great point. If we were clear enough, couldn't we call them out and say, hey, you're not using legislative process to take our freedoms, and they're burying us right now in a financial war on the middle and lower classes and the upper classes, and we're tired after COVID. And a lot of people are not paying attention to every detail because they're just trying to survive. So if you can deconstruct a society, government can get bigger and take more control. Yes, and listeners... These two things are mutually exclusive, depending on the central government for your well-being and having liberty. They don't coexist. We need to be independent from the federal government. Depend on God, not the government. And depend on each other. We are God's hands and feet. All right. Well, there's a whole lot more I really will want to get into with you, Judd, on the great American betrayals, this third of three parts uh, about the lies, hypocrisies, and betrayals. Uh I want to ask if you'll come back on the show after uh, that book comes out. I'll read it, and then we can talk in more detail about some of the elements of it. Um, but there are 17 things, listeners, in today's article about the Great American Betrayals in 2023. So do seek that out, uh, read those, and study them. They're all hard-hitting and relevant, and you will recognize the truth of them. But as we wrap up, Judd Dunning, I'd like to ask you, uh, I can tell that you are optimistic in your nature. Uh, so... Can you give our listeners and me uh, some of the things that we can focus on to say why we should be optimistic that we will preserve liberty here in America and that we will defeat the attempts by the leftists to undermine that liberty? Uh, oh, I love it. I love it. You know, actually, that gives me a, a moment to cut over to uh, my book because, I mean, the first thing, the first chapter for me is I say Americans have no class in a good way. Theodore Roosevelt said, I am an American, free-born and free-bred, where I acknowledge no man as my superior except in his own worth or as my inferior except by his own demerit. So we still continue not to have that, you know, to have a, a structured class here, even though elites are trying to create one. Uh, that's, a, that's one that I wake up for every day. And the other one is, you know, we're the world's greatest hospital. I try to for, I forget this. There's another great quote for you. America has the best doctors, the best nurses, the best hospitals, the best medical technology, and the best medical breakthrough medicines in the world. There's absolutely no reason we have in this country that we shouldn't have the best health care in the world. And that was from uh, Bill Frist, Majority Leader of the United States Senate. And you can go through, if you slow down and you focus on our justice system, like what's working, our military being one of the strongest out there, right? The fact that whether they're, they're blocking our, our, our pathway to reserves, we have amazing energy reserves and natural resources. Our faith that's just driven our country so, so beautiful. Our free speech is great. So there's so many reasons. Our, our drive that we have is really great. And one of my favorites is our guns. 
436 million guns. There's there's only three constitutional countries in the world that have a Second Amendment like in their constitutions. There were nine, and six uh, and six of them have gone away. The rest of the world is restricted, and so this challenge we have with guns, the, the second keeps the first intact, and there in turn keeps America intact. So you got to wake up every day and remember that. As, as dark as it is for right now, today, you know, the globalists have not won, although the left is trying to cut deals financially to turn over America. But I think we'll take this great country back. And if not, one day we may rise up, and that's okay. That's in the Constitution. It says we can reconstruct and replace our, 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 our leadership if, if so need be. So, you know, day by day. <laughs> Amen. And thank you for that, Judd Dunning. And thank you so much for being my guest on Core Principles. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, sir. Core Principles podcast is produced in Paducah, Kentucky by Real Productions. Music is by Late July, L-E-I-G-H-T July. You can find our music on all streaming services or at latejuly.com. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Core Principles podcast. Please visit core.buzzsprout.com for more information and please share with your friends. We look forward to visiting with you again on our next episode.